Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. We are going to find out next week what the committee, what the group that is trying to bring the Commonwealth Games to Hamilton in 2026, what their plan is going to look like. It's been pretty quiet until now. I expect, though, that things are going to change relatively quickly once we get some very specific details. Because on the one hand, you've got some of the city's leading businessmen, people who are important contributors to this city who are involved in this, or the Chamber of Commerce, as you heard yesterday, supporting the idea of a bid. On the other hand, you have petitions starting up from people saying, don't do this, we don't want this. And the idea, the specter that this city is $60 million of operating funding in the hole already and has a $3 billion infrastructure deficit. What should we be doing with Commonwealth Games? Larry Deany, of course, is a former mayor of the city of Hamilton. He sat around, he didn't sit around the council table necessarily to discuss the Commonwealth Games, but he sat around for a lot of difficult discussions. He joins us now. Mr. Mayor, thanks for doing this today. Well, in fact, even the Commonwealth Games, uh, I was both a councillor and mayor when we... Well, there you go. Yeah, so I do have some experience with this. I think um, this is one of those topics that normally I think people would be really fired up about. And I think maybe that summertime and COVID and everything else has maybe dulled our senses a little bit. Um, Because as I say, I would think normally if you're talking about an event like this that could potentially cost the city millions or even tens of millions of dollars, I, I would have expected a whole lot more discussion slash argument about this so far. Yeah, well, COVID has turned everything upside down and um, refocused uh, priorities uh, on um, on healthcare, appropriately so. Uh, but, uh, you know, we, we need to look beyond COVID. COVID will uh, disappear at some point. Uh, vaccines will be found. Uh, uh, hopefully, uh, we will get out of uh, these uh, these doldrums, uh, and uh, the city still needs to continue, and activities still need to be planned for. So it's it's a, a deserving uh, conversation to have, that's for sure. Is it a case that part of what's made this maybe fly under the radar, besides COVID, is that up until now there has been no specific or even remotely specific dollar figure attached to this? Just really, really vague estimates and assurances that the figures that we may guess at are not right. When we get something close to a real number, does that change the discussion? Well, it certainly focuses it uh, much more. Once you know know, what the Hamilton contribution is, uh, then people have a real number to talk about. But uh, you've got to balance that out with uh, what other levels of government uh, will contribute and what the benefits to the city are. So, you know, you can look at this as some people are doing right now as they're preparing their petitions and so on as an expense of money that could be spent in other ways. Uh, or you could look at it as an investment that will garner um, uh, and accrue benefits to the community as well, not only in terms of dollars invested in the community, but also the infrastructure, and you talked about some of the deficit. Uh, some of it is in the um, old uh, uh, facilities that we have and, and uh, or facilities we do not have and may uh, be regenerated uh, as part of this endeavor. So, you know, once you have everything, you, you know what the costs are going to be, you know what the benefits are going to be, and then you can discuss that not in the abstract, uh, but you can discuss the specifics which I think will, will, will be healthy. 
And you mentioned, Larry, that, I mean, it is, this has been framed almost exclusively to, a little bit to my surprise, this has been framed almost exclusively as an infrastructure project. We've heard almost nothing about the games or the sporting part of this at all. And and I, I believe that's intentional. I believe that probably a lot of people would balk at the idea of just paying for a massive party, but that maybe some people would be okay with money going towards housing or, as you say, new infrastructure projects or something. Right. So so think about the past games that we have hosted um, in, uh, in the municipality, uh, whether uh, they be, you know, the original Commonwealth Games uh, in 1930 uh, that uh, gave us the, uh, the Civic Stadium, for example, um, and some other amenities as well. Uh, um, and what would we have done as a city without that contribution then? Or the more recent games that gave us the new stadium that we've got now uh, that was mostly paid for by uh, provincial dollars and federal dollars with some pretty healthy Hamilton contribution as well. But that previous stadium served us for many, many decades, and this one will serve us for many, many decades uh, more. And so some people would, um, I think, uh, support uh, the expenditure of money, if indeed there's a community benefit that not only is for the duration of the games, but for decades um, uh, to come as well. Now, there are also those people who say, no, don't spend money on games. And we've seen that. I mean, you go to social media and people are talking about it right now. Uh, it's the old bread, not circuses um, uh, narrative that uh, some people want to talk about, you know, especially... In COVID, we've got people suffering. Let's spend money uh, uh, to alleviate some of that suffering instead of spending it on games, which in the grand scheme of things uh, may not be as important. Uh, I, my, you know, my, my bias, and let me state it right up front, is that we need to have a balanced uh, program for our citizens. Uh, yes, of course, you need to spend money on the needs that people have. But you also need to set some money aside for the dreams, for the inspiration, for the infrastructure benefits that accrue over decades uh, that people have. And, and, and then you, have, you need to find you know, the right balance to, to sort of go forward with something that's fiscally responsible, but community beneficial as well. And, and you know what? That, that is, I love that idea. I mean, I think that's a, I think that's a really good way to look at this, that we don't want to be only about the very basics. There, there has to be something that, whether you want to call it dreams or whatever else, I think that's very healthy. You're listening to the Scott Thompson show podcast on 900 CHML. Here's my concern though, Larry, and the, the group, and we'll hear more about this next week, I'm told, but the, the position has been this is an economic stimulus idea and much of the money, if not most of the money, is going to come from private sector. The city is going to be on the hook for very little. That is the position that we've been hearing so far. My concern is no games, Commonwealth, Olympic, Pan Am, whatever. They never come in on budget. They just never come in on budget. And even if we look at this and say, all right, um, we can get these games right now for not very much city money. What happens if it runs tens of millions of dollars over? Who then ends up picking up the bill? And inevitably, it seems to be the city. Well, so uh, first of all, I, I and, and I know some of the uh, the players that are behind um, this endeavor, and they're responsible people, uh, they're bright people, they're successful people, 
and they're people who have uh, some community spirit as well uh, and have shown that they can put money on the table uh, for altruistic reasons, not just for a return on investment. Uh, but I will believe it when I see it that the city will be in for, for very little money uh, because the city always um, is, is a player. And, um, you know, my experience in the past, whether it be with the with the Commonwealth Games bids uh, themselves or, or you know, watching the Pan Am uh, lately, uh, the city is on hook uh, for, for some fairly significant dollars. And so I don't think we, we should follow that narrative and believe it, because, you know, the old adage, if it's too good to be true, it probably isn't true. But if you make an investment and there's a return on that investment that accrues benefits over decades, then it's an expenditure worth having. And I think most people uh, will, will probably, most Hamiltonians will probably see it that way. Uh, and and uh, that's where, you know, our city uh, fathers and, and mothers and, and uh, uh, others in administration and the public sector uh, that's fronting uh, this bid uh, need to be very transparent. And here's what it's going to cost. Uh, here's what the projections are. Uh, are they real projections? And so you, you've got to have some fiscally knowledgeable people to make those assessments, and uh, and so that we can we can assess things from a realistic perspective, as opposed to uh, you know uh, fooling ourselves into believing that uh, the situation is going to be better than it actually might turn out to be. And by the way, uh, governments also build in contingency plans if things should go. Um, you know, contrary to the way that it's initially planned. And that all, is all part of the budget that should be transparent as well. Yeah, and, and I, I agree. Like, I, when, when this comes forward, there has to, in my mind, there has to be an, that has to be addressed. If this thing runs over, if suddenly there's a terror attack somewhere in the world and our security costs go up by double or whatever else, like, where is this money coming from? That has to be there because if, if this plan and i don't know what it looks like right now larry and i don't think anyone does except those in the committee if this is just here's what it's going to cost and we haven't built in any extra that becomes to me a bit of a red flag we only have a minute left here um yeah. leaving aside whatever benefits might come what the infrastructure whatever else we can see that there could be benefits to this Honestly, can you, in 2020, considering the city's financial position right now, could you see a majority of councillors voting to go ahead and host the, and pay for and host the Commonwealth Games? Well, I think it's going to be a robust debate. And, of course, our fiscal situation makes things a little more difficult. But the other side of that coin is that this is precisely why we need to bring activities and economic stimulus to the community. And if you spend, you know, three or four or five billion dollars, whatever the amount might be that that is an economic shot in the arm that most communities would uh, would love to have and so it's precisely because we may be facing some economic challenges that you want to do things that will shake that up and 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 uh, bring benefits uh, to the community the question for councillors will be this is it a realistic plan is it an affordable plan are the benefits real benefits or are they pretend benefits? Uh, and what does the general public feel? I mean, if you go online right now or on social media, all you're hearing from are some of the naysayers, some of whom are bright, they can articulate their perspective very well, and they can make themselves seem much bigger in terms of a voice 
than uh, than uh, than than they actually might be. Uh, on the other hand, uh, you know, what is the silent majority saying? And uh, if I were a counselor, I'd be reaching out to people. You know, I'll give you a quick example. Uh, you know, I'm just leaving the golf course. Uh, we just played 18 holes. I'm part of a of a league that plays every Wednesday. And uh, I don't know the other players all that well uh, that, that I play with every every week. And uh, when I moved away, uh, they're all sitting there enjoying the, the 19th hole right now. Um, the, uh, when I moved away, I said, you know, I'm doing a little interview on the Commonwealth Games. What do you folks say? There were, there were, there were, um, uh, there were uh, four other people uh, listening to this conversation. And three out of the four said, go for it. One was a very strong no. Uh, he's a, a businessman, by the way, originally from Toronto, but now living in Hamilton. Uh, another is a businessman who said yes. Another is a school teacher who said yes. And another is a retired uh, millwright who said yes. So, I mean, mm-hmm. that's unscientific, very small poll, but very random. And I was surprised to see that level of support. Uh, listen, Larry Diani, always appreciate time. And by the way, congratulations on the 68 that you shot today. I know you didn't want to brag about it, but, uh, that was an outstanding <laughs> oh, score for, uh, <laughs> that was the fourth nine <laughs> former mayor, Larry Diani. Thanks for the time today. Appreciate it as always. Okay, Scott, take care. Uh, and you know, like just before we go to news here, um, Larry just said something there that was so important and it has to always be remembered. Social media, while it's loud is not a great arbiter. Now, I'm not arguing that because of any reason that we should lean one way or the other. I want to hear this debate about Commonwealth Games. But if you simply, if you're a counselor and you simply follow the winds of social media, because there's a few people that speak very loudly and have a bunch of followers, it's a terrible way to govern. It's a terrible way to govern. Social media is very loud, but it is not always representative. And yet there are counselors and there are other politicians who seemingly walk in fear of what social media would say. It's a terrible way to govern. I agree with Larry on that point, 100%. Don't just follow what the social media people say. Talk to actual people and listen to the debate and make a wise decision. Hopefully they will. And we'll be talking a lot more about this because this will be a decision that will have huge impact on the city, financially and otherwise, one way or another. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.